Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined as always by my lovely, wonderful, wearing a Run DMC t-shirt co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello. Let's see if I can do this. Blah, blah. No, no, I can't. <laughs> it's almost sounded like you're doing an Uncle Ruckus. Well, yeah, I don't know how to do the, the, uh, the Jamaican like shotgun sound. Is it? Oh, that's good. That one? That one, yeah. Oh, I, I just guessed. I didn't know that's what you were trying to do. There, there's some, uh, there's some rolls. Oh, rolls there is a lot. Of, yeah, there, there is. Uh, <laughs> every album ever. The podcast <laughs> where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography per episode, and today we are discussing Boogie Down Productions. Hell yes! But if you want to support us, please subscribe on YouTube.com/slash Every Album Ever. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. Yada yada yada. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you could do that at Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex at Mother Puncture. And as usual, there will be a Spotify playlist on Boogie Down Productions. There should be a link in the description of wherever you're listening or watching. We have playlists associated with 98% of all of our episodes. So you can check those out at everyalbumever.com. Uh, as you know, whatever. <laughs> Some artists aren't streaming, hence the the ninety eight. Ugh, I feel like I need to edit this episode because I'm fucking. I, my brain is fried, dude. Yeah, it's so fried. You've uh, you you were putting in a lot of work before I got here. So, so new update, show update. We are now on Patreon. I we hinted at it before. Uh, don't pledge. <laughs> Do not join the Patreon. I'm telling you, don't join right now. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, but we do have stuff that we offer. Uh, you can check that out at patreon.com slash every album ever. Uh, there'll be bonus episodes about two extra a month, non-music related or maybe still music related. Who cares? We're going to talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. Uh, it could be, it'd be me and Alex, me and other people, just whatever we want. Uh, we have like spitballing ideas. Like maybe we'll do uh, video game music, movie music. Maybe we'll cover the uh, the Tony Hawk One soundtrack. Oh <laughs> boy! Oh my goodness! Uh, it's just more stuff. Uh, yeah, but by all means, don't do that and keep listening for free because you know we're not changing anything. We're also just very hungry. That's the main reason, honestly. And honestly, honestly, double honestly, another friend of ours kept badgering us to do it. Like he wouldn't stop. And if he wants to give me five bucks a month for nothing. I'm going to take his stupid money. Sure. Yeah. I'll absolutely. take all this stupid money. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I interrupted that. Whatever the hell. You can do that or you can email us any miscellaneous thoughts, hatred, love, suggestions for artists, whatever you want. Every album ever at gmail.com. Okay. So, man, I am so tired. <laughs> Dude, I, I should have got you a coffee. I had no idea how sleepy you were. I didn't realize what time it was until you got here. Like, yeah. oh my God, I've been all day with this stupid shit. But we're here now. Boogie Down Productions. Uh, I uh, am an uncultured piece of crap. Didn't even know who they were. Mm -hmm. Probably maybe have heard the name, but probably also not. Have you, Well, have you heard of KRS-One? Heard the name. Okay. Heard the name. That's all I ask. Yeah. It took me like three albums to realize that's like, oh, it's a guy's name. That makes sense. Yeah. It's not a radio station. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back when we were young men, when we started this podcast, the the conception was artists we wanted to do deeper dives on, 
not necessarily artists we were familiar with, mm-hmm. but as uh, demand and fatigue ramped up and uh, request, yeah, kind of lost our way a little bit. A little bit. Little I bit. mean, we still put in the work, but oh yeah, the uh, the core of what it was has kind of changed. And um, I've heard like one or two other albums before going into this. KRS One's one of the one of the goats in hip hop. Yeah. So I was like, what better time than now? I originally wanted to do a different artist that maybe we'll get around to. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I don't I don't know. Boogie Down Productions feels feels right right now. And uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I vaguely I always do the worst on hip hop episodes. I do the worst because it's you, not it's you're not, too hard on yourself. Uh, maybe I, no, but I, I grew I did not grow up with hip. I grew up hating rap. Yeah, I grew up too. I was raised to hate rap by bad people. Mm-hmm. I was raised by hippies. My mom is a, <laughs> a legit hit. She's a million years old, but she's also a, she's like an actual hippie. Uh, and I was raised with like rock. I mean, obviously, I mean, listening to fucking Nirvana since I was five. Like that's what I was forced to listen to. And I still like it. It's okay. But uh, it took me. I didn't get into rap at all until I was a teenager. So every time I go into this, I'm like, I don't know anything about the culture. I don't know anything about this fucking music. I just, I just know if I like it or not. Mm-hmm. That's all I could possibly tell you. I will give you nothing else. I think I think you do a good job about it, but I feel like uh, KRS has like some crossover appeal. We did the Sublime episode. They have the song in tribute to him. Uh, he not in Boogie Down Productions, but he like reworked Blondie's Rapture. And uh, a thing I stumbled on, not even in preparation for this episode. This is in my free time. Also featured on Muska Beats, which is a hip hop album from pro skater Chad Muska. Chad Muska made a hip hop album, and he got like all these crazy guys, like KRS One, oh uh, Biz Marquis, oh uh, I Star. I think he got Raekwon from the Wu Tang Clan. What? Like Chad Muska is a rock star. Chad Muska is a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What? Oh man, I that's that's wild. Uh, but so like I'm saying, like I I don't know anything other than that. I don't know anything about this type of music other than if I like it or not. And this one, like the last one we did, was clips, and that was fucking rough for me. I don't like clips. That was the most like middle of the road I've ever seen you in any episode. Yeah, like I I just don't care. Like I don't like it. I just like right on the line. Yeah. So here I was like, all right, they're a little older. And usually if you, if you, if I see that the year is 88 and then 91 or two, I'm like, okay, I'll probably, I'm probably going to be into this. Yes. I am amazed at your interest in golden era hip hop. Even if you hate it, like you didn't like uh rock him and Eric B's first album. Yeah. You have some strong feelings. I do. I do. And boy, oh boy, this one took a minute. This uh, one took yeah. a minute. Boogie Night Productions. I'm not going to say I'm a fan. I will say I, uh, at the same, what? I feel like it's just, I'm the same in the same boat as Eric B and Rakim. I feel oh. the same. Interesting. I like them more, but, yes. uh, it's the same thing where like, I hear it. I kind of get it. I don't enjoy it. And then bam. Oh, I enjoy this one. I, this one, Interesting. There's one, I'm like, okay, I'm in for that one. I'm interested to see what that is. Yeah. I'm, uh, I was surprised that they, you know, pretty legendary hip hop group. Um, 
sampled a ton, um, really influential. And their Wikipedia page is like, there's nothing on it. Really? Which is like super interesting. It's odd. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad. Glad I find I pulled the trigger on uh, BDP. Yeah, same. It's funny because I, I was in the middle of this discography and I was listening to I don't know some other podcast and there's this guy, man. Uh, I don't know if you know who I probably talked to you about him off pod before. This guy, comedian named Josh Adam Myers. He's uh, I haven't, I he say did, I haven't heard of he him. He did you? He did the the bit where he was making fun of the the Journey music video. He has a gruff. I was literally sitting next to you when you when you watched it. Where was I? You're home. But uh, he so he's this comedian. He's like a heavily rock guy. Oh, I remember now. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah, I was doing the dance. Yeah, yeah. So Josh Myers, he's a funny dude, and he has a podcast called The Five Hundred, which I've never listened to. I've never listened to because. I'm a big old hypocrite. I don't want to hear anybody talk about music. I don't want to fucking hear any. I like talking about music. I don't want to fucking hear anybody else. So that's why I'm, I'm appreciative of anybody who doesn't listen to me. Mm-hmm. But so the 500 is he goes through Rolling Stones 500 best albums of all time list. Yeah. Uh, each episode is a, is a new album. The, m- the more you talk about it, the more I'm, yeah. I think. Yeah. So he like that podcast is like a very. uh <sighs> Uh, what's the word like a like, like a di- thorough like a diet coke version of this okay because they just do the one, one album yes where we do every fucking album uh but recently our long stone redid their list they of did. Fi- yeah. and it's a bunch of horse shit on there so he he got that news he's like oh fuck what do i do now what, what number was he on he was uh i think i don't know how which number but he was two years in oh damn so it was a lot yeah and at least a hundred. At least a hundred. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, fuck it. We're just going to do two lists now. I guess we're just going to do a thousand. Yeah. But why the fuck did I bring him up? Oh yeah. So I was listening to a, a podcast and he was on it and uh, he started throwing out bands. And then in the mix of bands that I didn't know was Boogie Down Productions. And I knew them only because I was listening to them for this podcast. So like, I feel like I shouldn't. Yeah. Have, I need to hear this. I need yeah. to hear them. Like it's a, it's good that we're doing this because I would have never gotten to them otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I would have been less of a well-rounded individual because of it. So thank you podcast. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. Um, I will say also, um, like after BDP, like KRS one was one of the, the few like golden era rappers to, um, continue to have success in the nineties and early two thousands. Mm. And stay relevant. So uh, I think, and then we'll get into some other things. And I think that's why he's uh, able to to maintain, you know, status. Yes. All that. So Boogie Down Productions had five albums total. First one was released in 1987. Last one released in 1992. So really condensed into like a, just a, an album a year, essentially. Pretty much. Uh, give or take one. And uh, let's begin. If uh, you're ready. I am ready now. <laughs> All right. So this is 1987's Criminal Minded. So this is the uh, first hip hop album cover to have guns on the cover, which is uh, really that's pretty iconic because it's so common that I, w- I would never even think like, oh, there's a first. Yeah. So who's the first one to have chains on the, on the album cover? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So as soon as I put this on, I'm like, all right, this is 
what I'm into. I like I like this kind of shit. This is a uh, standard like James Brown. Yeah. This is a great fucking song. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good opener. This is not a demo. In fact, call it a lecture, a visual picture, sort of a poetic and rhythm like mixture. Listen, I'm not dissing, but there's something that you're missing. Karis one already sounds pretty good. I think his flow is better on this song than other songs on the album. 100%. It's not something I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this because Karis One's considered such a, a legend. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he really like got there in terms of his flow until like the end. Yes, hundred percent. So let's have a little chit chat. Yeah. So despite being one of the most iconic hip hop albums. Of all time, this was in and out of print until like uh, twenty or oh two, pretty much. Really? So, so this is regarded like fucking classic. Yes, this is like if you did like top like album hip hip hop albums of the Mm eighties, probably be in the like top ten. Funny, forced album. So I knew you were gonna yeah, do that. It's awful because because the rock him one. Yeah. I was like, hate I this. hate this album. It, it was fucking rough, dude. It took me. I was having so much trouble with this fucking <laughs> album. Oh my god, dude. I like that because that first song got me in. Yeah, and then immediately after, put on two minutes forty five of South Bronx. I need you to do this. Hold on, let me cue it up. Two minutes and what? Forty five. Okay, so the fucking sounds in this song made me cackle out loud. Okay, so I'm gonna go a little before that, but here it goes. Oh, we need to take your home boys off the crack. Cause if you don't, well then their nerves will become shot. What the fuck is that? Yeah, that's just like a standard like uh, it's not that it's like wild and completely insane. That's it's like just, a it's, standard 80s, it's very so, dated. It's so funny though. It's also I had to note it because of how much I laughed. Yes, I feel like that song, there's it has a lot of history to it. And that's why it stayed relevant. Um, because his his flow isn't the best. It's very like herky jerky. It's 80s hip hop, is what it is. It's Yes. Um, so there was a, a dispute over where hip hop originated. Mm-hmm. And um, I forget what MC Shan and them said, but it was called the Bridge Wars. Uh-huh. And Karis One is like, no, you're wrong. Is in the South Bronx, uh-huh. South, South Bronx. Um, and so this is. This was like considered one of the first like dish tracks, like back and forth. Wow. Back and forth between rappers. Mm-hmm. And it like ruined MC Shan's career. I've never heard of him. Then KRS one is the reason why. Um, mm-hmm. it, that's what it gets talked up for. But what uh, you don't hear is that Marley Mall was also part of the MC Shan crew and he's considered like a legend. So I just think MC Shan was uh, just sucked. Yeah. This is an inferior MC. Um, It's fair. Yeah. So there's another sample on there Mm -hmm. that I'm going to put on on South Bronx, Mm -hmm. South South Bronx. (laughs) You have to say it like that every time. 
Now that's what's happening. That little. Yeah. Now that's what's happening. Yeah, that's really cool. It's almost like it's sci-fi, like craft work. It's a, uh, it's him, it's the guy's talking with a flange. They're a flange, flange, flanger, flanger. Interesting. What's the right pronunciation for that. Uh, that's what it's, exactly what that that sounds like. Uh, so cool sample by uh, Mr. Scott LaRock there. There is some strangely cool samples in the, the most least expected places in this entire discography. But uh, this isn't a sample, I don't think. Oh, it probably is. The, I really actually like those la-la-las in 9mm uh, Goes Bang. That's another interesting 9mm uh, Goes Bang because now, like, the wa-da-da-da-dang or whatever, yeah. um, that's just kind of like hip-hop slang. It's just kind of something that's been sampled back and forth and uh i do appreciate when karis one goes reggae at least early on the music rarely goes reggae dude when he goes reggae i get furious yeah i hate it <laughs> he does it a lot he's jamaican at least he's at not le- uh i would be very concerned if he was <laughs> he's not jamaican he's well just- some people some people do it and it's just oh you mean like the what's his fucking name from sublime yeah I'm, say sublime. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and guess yeah, he's not jamaican yeah, yeah. but uh also did did karis one uh invent the that little thing uh i don't know if he invented it but he definitely helped like popularize, popularize it because i first sure. i first heard that from gravediggers Oh, that's right. And, and Prince Paul was in Gravediggers, and he did a lot of stuff here. Later, later on, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, there's a lot of a, a lot of uh, inbreeding with all of them, which is cool. Um, I will say uh, a weaker thing, and I'm sure you really didn't like it. Uh, dope beat because it sa- it samples get the shit out of here, dude. Yeah, it samples ACDC, and the thing. When I listen to Dope Beat and it really makes me appreciate like the Run DMC, like Rick Rubin style, because they bring the bass, they bring the drums. It fits it's, w- with yeah. the guitars. We're here. It's just dr- a ripped sample. Yeah, yeah. The, dr- the drums do not fit the, the big guitars and it, it is not a Dope Beat. It is not a Dope Beat. <laughs> it, is a, it is opposite of a Dope Beat. That song pissed me off so much. First of all, we all know which ACDC riff it is. It's we all know. I can go. I would prefer to go the rest of my life without hearing that fucking thing ever again. I'm so fucking tired of that song. I feel like the nail in the coffin was the Iron Man movies for ACDC. That's one I was like, I'm, I'm f- mm-hmm. watch man. Yeah, watch I, I don't need to listen to them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's not just on that song, but it's it, it struck me on that song. The production of this album is real weak. Uh, not uh, not production as in beat crafting, but just mm-hmm. the vocals sound bad. They mm-hmm. sound like they're recorded in the closet. There's like there's, it doesn't sound like there's any real EQing on them. Um, it's it's noticeable. It's I I can't even think of any other example of a hip hop album where I I've heard them sound this much like a demo. Mm. Like they sound like a like, like a garage not a garage like a, so yeah it sounds like a, it was recorded in the bedroom um this is the only album that kind of sounds like that but uh still not great not great what else don't i don't i like no what, what else do i like what what about uh i feel like it has different names but when it's streaming remix for p is free 
hate it. Hate it. You hate it because that's a very like iconic, like most deaf and Talib Kweli as mm-hmm. Black Star used that for for their songs. Really. And like when I was younger, I just thought that was like, oh, that's Black Star shit. And mm-hmm. then I heard this album, I was like, dang, they like. I'm just gonna play a little bit of that so people know what song I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Live and direct. Boogie Down Productions. Boogie Down Productions. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just. <laughs> I love that. Like this. Yeah, the beat and the. Is that like a guitar? Or, I don't know. It's just like ingrained to me. It, it, it is. Yeah, it is like. That is a cool sample. It is like hip hop to me. Mm hmm. And then you get. So now you know what song I'm talking about. Um, I think that's a pretty popular beat to rap over these days. Mm-hmm. I just hate reggae a lot. <laughs> like, in this, so every time anything remotely reggae would come on, it's just. I don't know what it is about that entire genre that it's just all the same to me. It's just specifically yeah. reggae. Like, I don't know. I've never heard like a really deep and melancholy reggae song mm-hmm. ever. It's always just the fun, chill. Like, it's always just fun and chill. And I sometimes I fucking don't want to be chill. But, I don't know. Uh, yeah. D- BDP is uh, mixing in like guns mm. and, uh, and prostitutes in here. Um, Aside from the the opener poetry, I would say easily favorite track is the bridge is over. Bridge is over is the stronger of the two bridge war songs. That between. one is odd. It's quirky and shit, but I don't know. It works for me. I like it more than South Bronx, South South Bronx. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> um, Super Ho is funny because yeah. Because, like, all that slang I was familiar with in the song Method Man, he says, like, super ho, something, super sperm. And uh, I didn't realize that was all, like... An homage, you want like a, like, a callback to this? Yeah, like, that has to be, super sperm has to be, like, some of the funniest, like, slang to come out of. Pretty, it's pretty horrendous. It's it really is. Disgusting visual. It's real disgusting. That super, it's, it's funny, but... The song itself is so obnoxious to me. Those female vocals, I just hate it. I hate oh, it. yeah. They're really but- annoying. <laughs> yeah. It's just, and there's a lot of things that, that this, that this entire, this group does where it's just this really dissonant sample that goes against the melody in, in no real way. It's just, this is just the sample that we want to use here. And like, I just fucking don't agree with it musically. I just so much of that. I don't agree with this band musically at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, I it's think. Just, I think KRS-One was ahead of his time, but he didn't know how to how to have it come out yet. Mm-hmm. And this is like his like for eighty seven, like the best attempt. Right. I do appreciate that. You got to work with what you got. Uh, um. I, I there's probably I, I know for sure there's a better argument for a worst album, but the reason why I gave it this this one because, uh. Well, there's other stuff on other albums that I hate more. Yeah. Definitely hate more than this one. 
uh, there's not enough on here I like. Mm-hmm. I like two That's songs fair. pretty much, and I'm pretty lukewarm about the rest. So I just could, I could, I said to this thing two and three quarter times because like yeah. the last time I was just like just I, I had to skip shit. I just couldn't take it. Yeah, yeah, fair. I you know I feel like uh, I uh, I got your taste down. I saw it was coming. Yeah, yeah, I saw like, it was coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it's something that's more for for history purposes. Mm. I I totally see that argument because I do think they have like catchier songs. Uh, no disrespect to Scott LaRock, better beats. Uh, Karis one gets smoother as he goes on. Yep. So uh, yeah, I can. Your argument makes sense to me. All right, so I'll get I'll get stabbed by someone else, not you. By pure, yeah, yeah, pure like, like hardcore <laughs> historians. So. Uh, good. I hope that's how I die. I, sh- I should say before we move on, uh, Scott LaRock was gunned down August '87. Hey, like Jesus sh- Christ. Shortly after this came out, he was trying to mediate between two rival gangs. Oh. That's horrible. Here's what a dope guy Scott LaRock is. He's a social worker before this. So that's probably why he was. That dude is drawn to bad situations. Like that dude dude is a a bleed was was a bleeding heart. Sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, um, some of his work comes up on the next album, but this is the only album where he's fully Mm. production um, from here on out. Boogie Down Productions is pretty much Karis one. Why didn't why did you keep the name? Do you know? I don't I I can't say for sure. Maybe it was just like it's, you know, a stab it's an established thing. If he were to put out an album as KRS one, maybe yeah. he feel like it wouldn't right have this say like they made a big splash with criminal yeah. minded that and makes, then this capitalizing off the that happens the, a lot. With people that we've covered, it happened with the Gun Club, mm-hmm. where the Jeffrey Lee Pierce did not. He went solo for like a minute, and he's like, oh, "This isn't working. I'm gonna go back to the Gun Club." Yeah, and then it, then uh, with Big Star, the In Space, the horrible reunion. Oh album, yeah, that's an Alex Chilton solo album. But it, he's like, "Yeah, maybe we could sell more copies. Put put Big Star on there." Yeah, it's really it's really interesting how branding works in these artistic mm-hmm. endeavors. It, it makes me feel really shitty, honestly, because like. It makes you think like, yeah, the quality doesn't even matter because no one's going to even give it a chance if they don't recognize it. Mm. It's like super depressing. (laughs) But we are going to move on. This is the second album. This is 1988, By All Means Necessary. So you're a philosopher? Yes. 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 I think very deeply. I think very deeply. This already feels like a different. I think very oh, yeah. deeply. Oh, yeah. I, I, be- I believe I this think, is like. I think very deeply. In about four seconds. 80-70% KRS-1 making the beats, too. Oh, okay. Let's begin. What, where, why, or when? Will all be explained like the structures to a game? Yeah, the, the, the shift from the first one to this one was so reminiscent of a very piano rock camp. Yeah. It's like, how did you, is it just hip-hop? Did hip-hop just invent a light year in one year? I think so. I think, like, technology and hearing other people do it gives them 
It's like, you need to be pushed. It's almost like a competitive sport. Yeah, uh, I'm going to cut you just to make a little point. Uh, to, call, to call back the, the Tony Hawk thing. Yeah. They just need to see the 900 done. Yes. They just need to see it done. It is It is very much like skateboarding in that essence. Also, I've just been watching a lot of skateboarding stuff. So, Dude, uh, that game reignited the skateboarding culture. Dude. I've never... Since I was a little kid, seeing more people skating on the street, more people with homemade ramps, more people filming other people skating. It's crazy. It's, it's been it, it has the same effect. It's amazing. We're I, yeah. I feel like we'd be off course, but he was on Muska Beats. Hell yeah. So the, to keep hold on, I'm not done with this Tony Hawk thing. It's because I could say maybe it was a coincidence, but it was just right when the remake of Tony Hawk one and two came out. Then it was like a couple weeks. Maybe when we did that, uh, Alex did a stream, uh, a Twitch stream with uh, myself and another friend of ours. And maybe like a week or two after that, at stream, I was driving down a main street near where I live. And in front of this, this college, which has been closed down because of COVID stuff, uh, was like 12 to 15 preteens on skateboards. That has not happened since I was eight years old. Yeah. Like that's how long it's been. Yeah. Like, not a fucking coincidence, dude. But back uh, to the Yeah. Um so yeah, the murder of LaRock caused Karis one to kind of tone down the violent lyrics. He may talk about violent things, but he's not gonna say like, oh I got my nine millimeter and uh-huh. he's not gonna say he, he has the nine millimeter but it does not go bang anymore. No, he will not gun you down anymore. He if he saw a drive by, he will he will rap about it, but he won't partake in it anymore. Mm. Uh this is considered one of the first like politically conscious hip hop albums or conscious hip hop. Um so that is interesting too. So Karis one uh Ray Francis himself a teacher, doesn't he? The t- the uh teacher cha cha. I always I want to read it as cha cha. It's teacher 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 teacher. But that that's the thing where here I didn't even pay attention to it as much. But he gets so preachy later on that it's like, fuck man, like it's not. I don't even care about what you're saying. It's just that you won't stop. Like yeah, I, I don't. It gets to a point where I don't. It doesn't. What you're saying doesn't matter. If I like it or don't like it, it does not matter. It's the fact that someone's literally lecturing me while listening to music. That's what I don't like. Yeah, I think there was the that there wasn't like conscious hip hop wasn't really there wasn't really a groove for it yet. Mm-hmm. So I think he really took yeah. took that torch and like really ran with it. Um getting a little ahead of myself, but um later on he he'd be asked to come speak at universities mm-hmm. and stuff, something he he still does to this day so um i think he kind of felt like like he really took that that teacher nickname that mantle to uh to heart he sure did he sure yes. did it's not so bad here though uh although uh so so this i almost gave wars but uh i really really like uh my philosophy illegal business and I'm still number one. I fucking love those songs. Yes. They're uh, great. Illegal Business. I think that's like the coolest beat. I'm going to play it. Hell yeah. So druggy. Yeah. 
And yeah, I believe this is uh, KRS-One with the beats. <laughs> so odd too it's really perky jerky it's really experimental sounding yeah it's almost like he didn't need a dj really but i could see how that'd be exhausting working on beats and coming up with lyrics yeah it yeah it is as a guy who does all that stuff uh it is very hard but uh so so, so here uh worse here it gets worse as it goes along for the most part but the silliness the fucking silliness why is si- stop the violence so silly it's absurd let me get a, let me get a taste of that i have notes on other silly songs okay that's right before Worldwide, BDP are the freshest. This was like a worldwide, whole... worldwide, 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 worldwide. Come on, man. Come on. Real, like, real dated. You know what this sounds? It sounds like uh, those raps that make you do at school when you're a kid to, to teach you not to do drugs. And if you it want is. Yeah, so not for me. Okay, okay, yeah, that was like a big song for them. Um, <laughs> really? Oh man. <laughs> because yeah, after like what happened with Scott LaRock, yeah, and um. It was just very much bragging um, some violence, not like not like ironically, it would get worse with gangster rap. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was like it's it's real cheesy yeah. and sounds like an after school special. But uh, that's not the last time they would do stuff that sounds no, like that. No, They're so and that's man, that that uh, when, when I started noticing that more, uh, I had to at a certain point, just accept like, this is what they do. Yeah, I have to, like, uh, it's not for me. I don't yeah. like it. I, I'm okay with that. Just, I got to not get angry because I, I was fucking mad. I will say, uh, I'm still number one. He discredits like older MCs, mm. which would be like, not specifically sugar Hill gang, but mm. at this time that's like older MCs. And then I'm like, I feel like he kind of became that dude. I remember like, in the early 2000s he'd just be talking talking shit about mainstream rappers Mm -hmm. and like how he could battle rap any of them and like to me i was like a purist so Mm. i was like man that's cool but after a while i'm like people don't care care they don't care that you could like take down drake or whoever in a battle rap yeah it's not people don't care yeah so that's kind of funny he's talking about you know the old guard chain Mm. and i'm like he kind of became that dude a little bit a little bit a little bit uh so a few songs here i think are possibly the worst just the worst and i think jimmy is really one of those jimmy that's another one where it's like it's a um it's an after school special like yeah, I can like get behind the message, but you've you've packaged it in this weird hot garbage. Man. Yeah, fucking a. But it's funny because that would go on to uh, our good friend Pharrell would sample that for P Diddy 
Mm, interesting. Interesting. The D. The I. The D. The yeah. D. The, yeah. Interesting. I don't like him either, man. This is all this is all lining up. This is all lining up, dude. Yeah. I don't like any of this shit. Lots of uh it's also interesting to go from super hoes to super safe sex. Oh yeah. Um God damn, that's pretty funny. Um there is a crazy like a total 180 in this album. There's crazy computer noises that really don't fit like i appreciate the computer noises in the song uh, not the, all right not the actual yeah. yeah uh the last time they dabble with horrendous hideous atrocious rock samples is you slipping you slipping i can't and it's it's track two which immediately enraged me and put this album on my shit list it is i don't know another completely horrifically overused riff smoke on the water this time yep another song i would prefer to never ever hear ever ever again sorry let me cue something up so i i felt that way about you slipping and then he said something and i was like that rhyme is so so dope I uh, forgive the rest of it. All right. Slide you into the concrete. I'll slide you to a foggy beat. So what do we have here? A sucker in fear. I snatched your heart, put it way up on the chart. At ten, you're fucked. At nine, you suck. At eight, you're a sucker. At seven, a motherfucker. At six, you're slack. At five, you're just whack. At four, you're lost. At three, you're just soft. At two, you're an ass. At one, you're a dick. But before you slip, I'll whip. Cause homeboy, you're slipping. Not bad. I really like the 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 countdown. countdown. Like I don't think I've heard anything like that. Uh There probably has, but like I was sitting there, like that is real interesting. That's why you're the. It is. That's why you're the teacher. That's why you're the teacher. Oh god, Uh, that's probably a fault of my own that I really can't overlook smoke in the fucking water yeah like, yeah it's uh it's up there with acdc it is but, uh, it is literally on the same plane for me that's what I was like are they only picking the most popular like that's just so lazy that's like, probably not the realm really it's not it's but not, um yeah. yeah that's one of those instances where the the rhyming just overpowers Overpowered it. it uh I actually, we keep mentioning the song Teacher Teacher. I fucking don't like it. It's, it's grating, dude. It's so grating to me. I think it's funny how there he talks fast, but it hasn't translated to rapping fast yet. It's like he hasn't connected the dots, which mm-hmm. he eventually will. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, it's there. It's there. Just like. There, yeah. Uh, but as much as I've been shitting on this entire thing, it is noticeably better than the first one, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Just you can feel the the growth. Yeah. And the the str- like. Like you can tell he's on a, a different thought, uh, you know, plane than than other rappers at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, totally like like tribe probably wouldn't have happened or mm. or things like that things that i enjoy much 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 more yes yeah. but there is one other song oh uh necessary oh these are like pretty standard talking points in hip-hop now but for i feel like a long time maybe up until like the early 2000s it was just like 
oh, this is horribly like violent music. If you want to call it music, Mm -hmm. it doesn't like belong. And it's like all music can be violent. Like Johnny Cash said, I shot that bad bitch down. So, um, pretty standard talking points by today's standards. That's but funny. at the time, it, it totally right. it needed to be said. So tracks like necessary, he does every uh, uh, every once in a while. Usually to close an album, it's like uh, it's not really a song. It's just him sort of like a big talking point. Yeah, just yeah, just sort of just giving a speech with like some shit behind him. But usually, it ends up being kind of cool, like this weird, creepy vibe to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like not really a song, but I I still like it. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird, it's like, it's like if that's really funny coming from the, I don't like being lectured to, to you can do these weird, like dude, spoken it's word tracks. The vibe, dude, yeah. It's the fucking vibe, man. No, seriously. Like it's, it's the teacher, it's, <laughs> but it's like, it's the only, uh, form of poetry I'll accept okay. because it has this, this emotion to it, this weird sonic thing. Uh, I don't like hearing a dude just, talk his feelings and thoughts at me like i don't give a shit about you dude but if you're throwing all these weird ambient stuff and all these mm-hmm. crazy sounds fuck i'm in avant-garde yeah i'm a fucking pretentious <laughs> asshole who the hell am i dude <laughs> uh but let's move on yes, to let me the- pull it up real quick sorry i was all over the place right no now worries. so now we're at 1989 this is ghetto music the blueprint of hip-hop the number one set oh, and sound live oh, oh, ghetto music produced uh-huh. by KRS One. This is like when he embraces the reggae yeah. music. It is. However, uh, as soon as I hit play on this, I thought like, alright, already I'm way on board. Really? Way more on board. Because this is like, it sounds like the year. I mean, it sounds like early 90s hip-hop as opposed to mid-80s hip-hop. There's a huge difference. This style is living gifted, poetically uplifted. I speak to you, not at you to attack you. Maybe when I'm through with this rhyme, I'll get a statue. So now I ask you, or tell you people literally, when it comes to rock and funky lyrics, you are better than me. Down with BDP, endlessly reciting poetry. Anytime I'm in the street, you hear my voice, you know it's me. Hey, oh, nope, I'm not ready to right. say my name yet. Let's have a little talk. So this is my best personal favorite. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Dude, not seen that one coming. Not seen that one coming. Holy shit, really? I think there's some strong uh, strong tracks on here. It's the most consistent to me. Really? Um, I like that song. The the thing about style you haven't done is it feels like it it has evolved past the like boom bap. Yeah, for sure. Like you said. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, they aren't like, I feel like all the big, like boogie down production stuff, like the known stuff is on the first album, but I think the like technical prowess, the catchiness writing 
writing that fine line is mm-hmm. is captured on this album. I was real hot on this uh, as soon as it started, and then about halfway, it you just checked out. It really upset me. Yeah. So much reggae, dude. <laughs> so much reggae. It's just fuck. I mean, because like so. That opening track, obviously, really good. Uh, why is that? Solid as shit. The blueprint, also very cool. Uh, I, it starts out really strong. The piano samples on the blueprint are like all over the place. It's great. It's Put that motherfucker on. Tons of fun. Sounds like a completely different, and enti- like compared to the first two albums, yeah, totally different. Dusty, fuzzy, yet so crystal clear. The non-commercial set is yeah, now here. Brought to you. I'm pretty sure. People. I don't know if he did, but the piano sound like something like Dre would sample like later on. Like they're a little menacing. They are. I, it actually bothers, bothers me a lot that they're not loud in the mix. They're so quiet. Yeah, the horns too are also kind. They're back there, but for people who have the ear for it, it's yeah, it's like, dope. You can you can feel it more than you can hear it, but now I still think it should be a lot louder. Um, and oh, before we get more into our personal feelings, uh, brings in producer D Nice for right. for some of these. Dude, I can't hear the name D Nice without thinking that fucking Key and Peel skit. Which one? The one with the co- the co- the coach uh, from the inner city school going to the white school and reading all the, the names oh. as though they're black names. A Aaron. And Denise yeah. was D Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't <laughs> not hear D Nice. Um, C- Cause yeah, um, he'd he'd be important. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Jack of Spades. I was just about to say Jack of Spades. So much fun featured on the "I'm Gonna Get You Sucker." Dude, I've soundtrack. never seen that movie. Well, I feel like I should watch it now. That Jack of Spades was so dope mm-hmm. that like d nice couldn't keep working with KR because he was so in demand after that song. Oh, really? He he was just like, dude, I'm, it's great. Yeah, it's great. So that song like made made D nice. Interesting. Did not. Oh, I don't know anything about this. So obviously yeah. it's news to me. Uh, so where it goes wrong for me. <laughs> Let's hear it. Oh, uh, OK. So the same issue I had with Stop the Violence. Why is who protects us from you? So fucking silly. That it's like the most dark lyrical matter. And it's just the silly childishness. Like, I don't, it's just fucking yeah. breaks my brain again. Yeah. It's about police violence, but it's a ridiculous video game beat. Yeah. Um, put it on, put it on you. Like it's his, my words can't do it justice. I feel like his rapping has like devolved. He's made such great strides, and then it's this kind of awkward. Playing Paperboy or something. Sounds like the first Donkey Kong. No. Oh, oh, the very first. Yeah. Every time you say that's illegal, doesn't okay, mean this is so happy true. and so authority so happy. And he's talking about some some gnarly shit. I just can't. It's it just makes the entire thing funny to me. It I can't, re- can't not laugh at it. It really misses the uh, the mark. 
Also, not the only silly thing on this album. Of course not. Hip hop rules. Hip hop rules. More silliness. Let me go to that. Please. Come again, man. This is KRS One on a rack. At least that's like a fat beat. It's fat, but. If you love hip hop music like I do, and we're gonna do it like this now. Listen to the lyrics. So this is better than the one we just put on. Yeah, I feel like. When it, then it, it also has that reaganness to it, which you're not gonna you're not gonna make me happy there. So I still hate it. Uh, jaw rules, not jaw rule. Jaw, yeah, jaw rules. Jaw rules with a Z. Yeah, it's not the most annoying thing they've done. But those female vocals are close. I feel the opposite. I like that a lot of I'm so conditioned to hear like female R&B vocals mm-hmm. and the track is usually reminiscent of R&B, but with someone rapping over it, yeah. you hear it like with Biggie. Um, but here to me, it stays hip hop. Mm-hmm. So that's why uh, Jaw Rules works for me. All right. All right. Uh, if I'm going to, if we're going to go, I throw, I throw, uh, a punch at you, punch. and then you have to you have to fucking yeah. leave it, and then you would punch back with a yeah. counter. Then I'm gonna do that with, uh, I believe the pronunciation is bo bo bo, right? Oh bo. yeah, yeah yeah yeah. That is, <laughs> it sounds to me like a bad special song, and I don't even fucking like the specials. But that's true, dude. Uh, sorry, let put me, it. Let me. The track immediately after. Maybe fresh, that's slow though. Fresh, but eighty nine. This is like a special song. It's exactly like a special song. It doesn't bother me, though. Man, it really bothers me. I don't know why it bothers me so much. I just hate this kind of music. <laughs> Fuck, so special. <laughs> yeah, again, like just crazy, silly, over-the-top happy. Yeah, I don't... That one works for me for some reason. And then what about the following track? Give me that. Whoa. I like it. Yeah, it's like, fun. It's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Um, you must learn. I think that's like the hardest. KRS One has like rhymed since you slipping. Mm-hmm. He's this like hot fire, start to finish. Right, rhyming on that. What else? Uh, breath control. You got some like beatboxing by mm-hmm. D nice where you, uh, if you're a simpleton and you're not aware where you, this beatbox with your mouth, most famously, uh, Rozelle D nice is no Rozelle, but few people are. So, uh, I don't know. I'm not to step with my famous beatboxers. I'm, he, I'm familiar with beatboxing. He's the most famous. Uh, he's, like he did like the peeping Tom stuff with all oh, that Pat- guy, Mike Patton. He did like, of course I know because of it, a fucking it, Mike. Patton that's reference. why I bought yeah. first did stuff with the roots, did stuff with Bjork. He's the best. I always forget that cool. Keith was on that peeping Tom. Album. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite songs on the album. It's so fucking crazy. Uh, yeah. I think boogie down productions actually has like, uh, they're like in the same, circle you could do like six degrees of oh, cool keith uh-huh. like uh let's see yeah like carison worked with uh whoa, whoa, wait. Hmm? yeah he worked with tim dog who worked with ultra magnetic mcs 
which Cool Keith was a part of. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, so it was the title track on this album that made me really kind of accept like, oh, they're just the guy, the band that, or the rapper who does a bunch of silly songs every once in a while. It's like, it's, wait, so the blueprint, no, I'm sorry. The uh, ghetto music, ghetto music. What did I technically there's two title tracks, which is kind of funny. I thought the notably the scratching on ghetto music mm. is like, that's some impressive uh, scratching by D nice there. All right. All right. All right. Uh, and then I would think world peace would be like super soft, mm-hmm. but because that's part of the lyrics is like the misassumption that being peaceful is being soft. Right. Right. It's not. Okay. I see too bad. I legit hate that song. I really, yeah. really hate that song. <laughs> it's just like, that's another thing where just musically, I just fucking disagree with all those, those vocal lines so mm-hmm. bad. Like just, oh, man, I just hate this. After, you know, the who protects us, I, I was like, oh God, is this going to have like a video game beat? And it didn't. So I was relieved. At least that, but man, like this out of all, out of all the albums, this is the one where it got my hopes up and then just fucking shattered them. Like by the end of the album, I was like, oh God damn it. I will, I will agree that the end is not as strong as the beginning, Mm -hmm. but, uh, they're not a like a flawless group to me. No. So um, even my favorite album, uh, and I think their best is, I don't still don't think it's not all flawless still not perfect at all yeah so i just think there's some some bangers on here like why is that jack of spade yeah notably in the first half and then the end doesn't piss me off so okay best personal favorite so (laughs) i do the fact it also did that right to start real heavy in the top Mm. to start real real strong uh if i was okay with the video gaminess and the reggae stuff this would probably be a strong contender for a personal yeah. favorite, if not best. Uh, but unfortunately, I just not, I irrationally hate those genres. I will say this is a uh, a group I went into thoughting I thinking I would feel more strongly about, mm. and then I walked away and I was like, mm, more like a greatest hits. Yeah, more yeah. like a greatest. They hits. are the hip hop police. Uh, so now we're your Alex's best personal favorite. Now we're going to move on to. Well, the last two albums suddenly become huge, big old, giant, lengthy, beefy albums. Yes. And that. so after this album is when he would start speaking at universities and really. Oh, we're going to hear a lot of that right now. Yes. This is 1990s edutainment. I'm just going to go track two. Please. Wake up. Take the pillow from your head. And put a book in it. It's time for the massive I love that sample. I hate that sample. Yeah. So this is what I'm already talking I like over. it all. This is what I'm already talking over. Sorry, but what I mentioned before, where I disagree Yo, with it musically. In the morning, I'm yawning. At noon, it's when that I little, make up my bed, that little sample at the end. Said, it just my head. feels so Why fucking so distant to me. If that is wasn't there, I would think this is flawless. Thus, all forms of a setback. Get back if you can't understand a rap. This is the language of the That's people ready to hear the truth. I got no juice, cause I'm not getting juice. To have juice means you kiss and lick a lot of booty. To have respect means you simply knew a newbie. Heard what I had to say and focus so you say that too. I'm not down with a juice crew, but any 
way I say today the message I create is great I don't preach hate, I simply give the record straight Word. It's not the fault of the black race that we are misplaced We're robbing and so killing your like own song. medicine you taste You're both from a race The stats the are a little out of hand Now in 90 you want oh, to silence This dude is spouting off statistics like I've never heard in a song before It is fucking it's hard wild. to listen to It's wild, that's what happens when the black man sends effect <laughs> You get you get all the stats. <laughs> so many stats. Good song though, uh, and this is where his uh, his preachiness really, really, really. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, like I almost gave this best personal. Um, uh, if I wasn't familiar with it before, if uh, if you listen to our Run DMC episode, you may get a little worried because it. Uh, unless you're Mike mm. and you like, was it down, down with the king? Down with the king, it's great album. Fuck you. It kind of starts off like that, <sighs> but I think it it's a maintain like it's it's just more solid throughout. I think KRS One was better to adapt to that sound mm. than Run DMC was. Um, yeah, the first half is kind of. Mm. I mean, I dig, uh, you know, the rules a lot, you know, the rules is not bad, not bad. The first, like, I think this was the first BDP album I bought as Mm. a kid. And I remember thinking like beef isn't accurate, but scientific it's probably not scientifically accurate no a lot of the stuff he's saying no but he's saying a lot of a lot of dumb shit honestly on this album <laughs> but it was it was inter like it was an interesting comparison to like hear a rapper you know talk about being vegetarian and uh i think he does make the metaphor between like eating beef and beef in rap uh he should hang out with morrissey they're he both should. fucking out of their minds. Ah, uh, dude. So that song, I don't even give That's a shit about it. It's a goofy beat. It's a goofy beat. fucking goofy, dude. Goofy. Mother, but in the, what, what made me laugh the most about it, it's not just that super, super wackiness. Motherfucker literally recommends a book in the middle of the song. He does. Like, I've never been written. Dude, this is what I mean about being lectured in the middle of the, of the yeah. song. Like, I don't fucking want to do research on this thing that you're yelling at me about, dude. I don't fucking care. You're going to have to. Fuck, dude. I, it's entertainment, Mike. Oh, then, then tame more. <laughs> tame because more. I, uh, so what else? Uh, ha, well, house niggas, I'm sorry for the word, but that's the name of the song. Twisted. Twisted, but really, I don't know. It's moving in a way. Interesting. Yeah. The first one that like really, like really stood out to me was uh, Love's Gonna Get You. Dude, okay, that's a long song. Super long. But it's really well done. It's that's a good fucking story. That's where he's like, I don't care about like technical prowess. I'm just gonna tell you a story. Yeah. Yeah. That one uh so the I have mixed feelings about that one because I like it. It's amazing on first listen because you're literally just being told a story. And then you realize how long it is on second listen. Exactly. Second listen, you know the story, you don't care anymore, and the beat is fine. The beat is fine. It's not like it's not enraging in any way. It's 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 fine. Um, talking about being uh, educated and talked to on songs, uh, your struggling features quotes from Kwame mm-hmm. uh, Tor. I apologize if I'm saying his uh, last name wrong. Um, that is a weird 
weird song that I guess was an issue back in the day and feels specifically directed at like Michael Jackson mm-hmm. where it's talking about the association of being white and feminine or uh, like, like, how do you mean? Like they talk about like, Oh, you're wearing eyeliner. You're like bleaching your skin. Oh, and yeah. they're talking about like what a bitch that makes you. Um, I was Although like, it makes, bitch, makes you kind of maybe a little bit weird. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's problematic by today's standards from that essence. But like, I'm like, yeah, I didn't realize that was like a talking point where well, also like yeah. conforming to whitey meant being feminine. Also anything feminine. I mean, hip hop culture, notoriously homophobic. I mean, that yeah, seems like, yeah, usual stuff here. That's part of, yeah. yeah. The, uh, drops, drops the word mm-hmm. a few times on this Which album. Which word is that, Alex? Which word is that? Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Go on. No, I'm, I'm horrified after what happened to that woman at that Kendrick Lamar concert that I will not say any slurs. Patreon episode, you can hear all the slurs. Paywall. So, <laughs> <laughs> I will not say any slurs. Patreon.com slash every member. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, yeah, continuing on. Um, yeah. And then uh, I think, you know, part of the, the KRS one, like expanding, expanding your mind and, and philosophy things, you get some interesting talking points on mm-hmm. homelessness. Oh, right. Right. And the racists where he's talking about how, I guess they didn't have white, you know, the term white privilege when he did this, but he talks about that. He talks about how he, he thinks like capitalism is racist. And it's just like, those are crazy topics in 1990 where now they just kind of seem like every day. Yeah. Yeah. More and more talking points. Um, so let's see what else. Seven DJs is the longest rap song we're ever going to listen to on this. Okay. So we'll, okay. Let's first talk about seven DJs. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's nine minutes. That's the longest rap song I've ever heard in my life. It I mean, is. The, uh, what's the fucking famous one? Uh, I got it. I'm not forgetting the, the most famous rap song of all time. Oh, the first sh- rap song. Sugar Hill y- Game. Yeah. But what the fuck is it called? Yeah. Oh, my God. How did I forget what it's called? You forgot what it's called, too. You I did. <gasps> Rapper's Delight. Oh, my God. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Rapper's Delight. I hope anyone listening was pulling their fucking hair out. Uh, yeah, that's the longest. Uh, technically 17 minutes or whatever the hell. Yeah. No one call us the teacher. We're yeah. not. But but this one, nine minutes. And that baseline is fucking rad. It it's is a, cool. It's a great baseline. It's not nine minutes cool. <laughs> <laughs> some of those, some of those verses are hard to sit through, uh, especially I, it's the like reggae the, ones. It's like the whole boogie down production crew on on here. It's wild. There's like twenty people on this track. Yeah, and I mean, it's not just seven. <laughs> or I think some people have like repeat. Um, versus Repeat offenses for sure. Yes. Uh, Dude. So I don't know who the most Jamaican guy is on there, but I don't know if it's Karis one himself, actually. No, it's not him. Thank Christ. Because this guy for his whole verse, which was a lengthy verse, he rhymed the same word over and over. Not, not literally rhyming the same word. He write the same uh, end of a, Shun, education, uh, revolution, uh, education, uh, Mr. Jamalski. 
that he did maybe 17 fucking words by the end of it. It's like, I don't, this is not impressive. You just shoehorned words with that ending. Oh, that, like, oh. that's, <laughs> I think that specific verse is actually KRS one. Oh, that fucking but, sucks, dude. It's not impressive in the slightest. It's just, man. I don't although know. Jamal is on here a lot. So I, yeah, I really liked, uh, I don't know what she's done with her career, mm. but I really like Heather B's. Yeah. Uh, verse. I'd never heard of her until now. That's the uh, that's the second one where she talks about uh, kidnapping Margaret Thatcher. Fun, fun, pretty, pretty great stuff here by Heather B. Mm. Uh, so that's that's one more was a little bit bittersweet because like I want to hear that baseline for that long, but some of these people, not that, I've, not that long. Fuck, it's God, there's so much I don't like about it. Uh, more ridiculousness with a hundred guns. Fucking real annoying, horrific vocals. Yes. Horrific vocals. Yeah. It, man. Uh, and actually, I, I think I would have been cool with uh, the Kenny Parker show if it wasn't so fucking long. Uh, so like, that's one thing that I didn't mention too much before. Most of, the, of this entire discography, like, you really didn't know when to end a song. A lot of those songs really do drag. No, or, yeah, he, f- he felt like he had a message and he couldn't condense it. Yeah. So it just becomes these. That's overblown. A, yeah. That's a problem though. Like with writing, y- you have to know how to cut. You mm-hmm. have to know how to whittle stuff down. Look at you fucking Morrissey. You have to like, not every word is sacred. You have to really know how to make your point. That's part of being a good writer. It's knowing what not to say. So, uh, one run writer, this is not a coincidence that I fucking love him and you love him. Nick cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember reading a thing or hearing a thing where he's talking about his, what he does when he writes, uh, he writes a bunch of lyrics, plays it, and then just cuts stuff so that it it works it and fits. fits. Yeah, so it's not it's not making a song to fit this essay I wrote, but you know, vice versa, pretty much. I think uh, when you're a rapper and you're pretty much rapping over the same thing, it's very easy to extend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think <clears throat> speaking at the universities and colleges and this a lot of snippets of him talking at universities and, and just being like they were popular. So I yeah. think, uh, you know, rap is all about the ego. And I think, yeah, uh, I think you get a lot of that. It's funny how th- this him doing that or any rapper doing that is the equivalent in my brain as a fucking awful Grateful Dead jammy. It, it kind of is. It feels the same to me. It kind of is. Yeah. Uh, Breath Control 2, a sequel, but I like it. I like it a lot. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and well, I think it's pretty much, I didn't really love too much of this, uh, but it did feel way more consistent. The silliness overall has been cut down quite a bit. Pretty much only on beef. Uh, yeah. And hundred guns, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been cut quite a quite a bit. Also, thirty cops or more. Horrible vocals. God damn, those vocals are bad. That's another like important song, but the execution is exactly exactly. Mess- I'm I'm for the message, but the, the execution just it's not, not it's working. not a very pleasant to listen. No, uh, but it did feel like real not the strongest because like this wasn't. I was gonna give this best, but it was like it's it's not like an easy best for me because like. There's still so much I don't like about him, but I have to like kind of put that aside to be like, okay, what are they good at and why do people like it? Yeah. Uh, but even then, still inconsistent for me. I, yeah, I had to do some uh, soul searching with my picks too. And uh, 
interesting discography here. Yeah. It's not, there are no easy choices here or clear cut winners or losers to me. So how beloved is this album? Uh, I think it's on the, like these first four albums. And we talked about four albums. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are considered, you know, pretty beloved, but this is on the the weaker. Oh, um, interesting. I don't know why I, I, my brain did not foresee that. Uh, but in any case, uh, we are on to the last album. Here we are, 1992's Sex and Violence. <laughs> Dude, scared the shit out of me when I pressed play the first yeah. time. I didn't know this album existed until we... It's quite an intro. The the song, it's an interesting concept, but it just I think it fucking blows, dude. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. And I wonder why I hate it. I wonder why I hate it. Hearing this yes. right now, yes. It's fairly specialty. Yes. Also, it's supposed to like be like the evolution of hip hop, where it's like is that what it's supposed to be? Very like basic, and it gets a little more complicated. That did not fucking read to me at all. Yeah, that's why it like changes halfway. Yeah, that's I, I caught that. And, but it didn't feel like an kind of evolution. It doesn't really work. No. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna need you to do me a fucking favor and please put on the next song, which should have been the fucking first song. Duck, this is a dope song, dude. One for the trouble, two for the time. Oh, come on, y'all, let's rock that. This is how you open a fucking album. This. This slaps. So hard. So hard. So hard. So hard. This in a way, because like, I, I put on, I heard, listen to that first song, and I thought like, here I go, I'm going to put some shit, and this comes on like, what, what happened? What happened? What, what's happening? It's so fucking heavy. They're not, they don't, they don't get that heavy. Like, so this was like, no, this no, is really satisfying. Okay. All right. All right. Put, put your dukes up. Okay. So it's not like uh, it's not like something I a hard worst least favorite. It's this. I I don't know. I this kind of gave it uh-huh. to this. There are some amazing songs yeah. on here. I think if you're a fan of of Boogie Down. Uh-huh. Like listen to the album. Right. It's I. It's this one of those things where I had to pick one. You had to and, pick. And, uh, so as a guy who doesn't like Boogie Down Productions, best personal favorite by quite a bit. Interesting. Quite a bit. I really like this. Yeah. All of a sudden, I. It's that it never happens. The only yeah. time this ever happened before in our history doing the show was Celtic Frost. Yeah. Where I hated every album, and, and the last album was like, "Oh fuck, this is great." Yeah. This is this is how I felt with this. Um. Aside from that first song. <laughs> 
There are some dope songs on here. I just think when I went and I add songs to the playlist as I listen to the discography, yeah. I just had less songs from this album for my picks. All right, all right. So that's kind of that's a pretty that's a pretty lukewarm worst. It's not really yeah. yeah. Whereas uh, I definitely hated the first album. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think they. Some people would argue there's definitive best and worse um this is not like a favorite amongst uh their fans i don't understand it i don't understand hip-hop fans then i don't get it this is fucking great so let me go back to duck down i was so blown away yeah i was like that's prince paul right and i looked it up it's not prince paul it's this guy pal joey and oh that yeah he didn't even really like produce like much like i'm like what the fuck like you're you were on to something, dude. Yeah. What happened to your career? Like, why are you not like a household? No why are you not like a Prince Paul? Never heard of him before. Didn't recognize his name. I had I had to look him up, but I'm like, man, if I see that dude's name on any track, I'm yeah, I'm gonna worth a shot. Yeah. Sure. Uh, drug dealer. That is Prince Paul. Oh, that's that's Prince Paul. Okay. Uh, love drug dealer. Uh, that's uh. Yeah, I like the I like the concept. Uh, if you're gonna sell drugs. Uh, build up your community. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good uh, message. Yeah. Good message. Good message. Is pretty sad. Everything else. Uh, so this album, I felt like KRS One aged or or matured stylistically like thirty fucking years. Hearing him on now, uh, he's going fast, dude. Like a throttle. Like a throttle. Oh my, dude. He yeah. is. First of all, the song is groovy as shit. It's fucking awesome. But he is so damn good on there. It's. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It's also covers one of the, like the weirdest things in hip hop to me. Uh, when when rappers convert to Islam, oh, I right. don't I don't fucking get it. Um, I guess that's a Malcolm X thing, right? It's got to be. It is. Yeah, and it's funny because a few albums ago he did the Malcolm X thing on the cover. Oh, um, recreated yeah. the photo on uh by all me of course the Malcolm X by all means, this is um there's a slight jab at Ice Cube in here but that beef is squashed didn't really go anywhere uh-huh. so uh yeah this little side note right interesting I did not like a throttle fuck man that song is really good uh so it wasn't man because I, I really had to, to I listened to this one time loved it and it was baffled because mm-hmm. uh, I waited um, like a day or two since edutainment before i even put this one on so i thought maybe i was like too hard on the other ones and that i just forgot and i wasn't in the mood at the time but now i am so that's why i like this yeah. one so i listened to it one time went back to all the other ones fuck no this one's best this, this one's awesome this is an anomaly and i thought it was gonna suck because i was like i've heard the other four before i yeah well not like individually but i'm familiar with the other <laughs> four and then i was like damn this might suck a uh, little bit of some hypocrisy here. And even though I gave it worse, least favorite, it does not deserve the, the hate. No, I, I, I I'm so upset by that. Cause if like the, the wordplay alone, man, it, it's so much more advanced. It like now I feel like he's on par with a rock Like yeah. it really does feel that much better. Yeah. I feel like he wouldn't, he wouldn't get there until he dropped the boogie down productions name and mm-hmm. just, started releasing albums as krs one that he would like get to that rock him level well, this is the gateway to that this is the transition yeah. between you know uh th- what's uh 13 and good Dude. so man so here's what the thing starts off 
as you think maybe a problematic song, this kind of turns into like a dark comedy. So here's when I when I when that first ugh, when the song first came on, I wrote down uh, this song is real sexy, and then I heard about three bars. I'm like, I'm changing that word. I'm putting on sleazy. It's not a sexy song. It's a sleazy song. This song is fucking rough. It's real sleazy, but then it. It's almost a song where I don't want to give spoilers to like, just it's listen good. to it. It's stupid, um, but it's good. And then at the end, you know, he says something like, what is the moral to this? So he's like, there isn't one. This, this is a fucked up story. Yeah. Like, um, uh, one thing I actually did, did like about that, a whole song that, that, that struck me for some reason was I really like how the girl in the song says her lines with Kara. Oh yeah. In all of my experiences, Whenever they do that dialogue storytelling and they have characters popping in and out, they always do the thing where the character says the line and the the main vocalist drops out. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why this makes such a big fucking difference to me. The fact that they say it together, mm-hmm. I like that way more. It, it feels, you know, and I don't know. I can't think of a specific example, but like those uh, TV shows or movies when they're telling a story and the person telling the story at the campfire, for example, there's like an image of the thing happening behind them while they're still there telling yeah. the story. It reminds me of that, <laughs> but like, it, like in a more auditory form. I like that. I like it a lot. It is uh, funny that 13 and Good is also on the same album with a song that features a defense of Mike Tyson. Which one's that? Say Gal. Oh, dude. Honestly, fuck. that's that's the worst, second worst track for me. I also like it hasn't it hasn't aged well like fuck that song probably not probably um, not i just all i heard was reggae bullshit i'm like i'm out i'm out yeah it's like I, one of it's like I, one and a, one and a half reggae songs on this entire album by the way yeah i like looked up the words to it and the story behind it and i'm just like mm. 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 Yeah. Mm. not good teacher literally was 1992 though yes yeah, diff- so. yeah different time um the title track's the worst track though wait a minute Okay, I don't think it's the worst track. It's not good. Yeah. But I com- in terms of all of their reggae songs, all of them, I like that one the most. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I really, really hate. And it's not even like a reggae song. It's just reggae-esque. Mm-hmm. Reggae, it's reggae in terms of the vocals, but not really anything else. On a uh, lighter note, let's go back to Pal Joey. Questions and answers. Oh, I fucking love that song. Right, 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 right. I yeah, think that's one. a fucking great song. Um, build and destroy. There's some more like song to you. KRS beef and that song with who? With a group called X Clan. He, he felt beefs with a lot of nobodies. He beefs with a lot of people. Um, but yeah, he felt like their brand of Afrocentrism was like too anti-white. Interesting. I was expecting that. And he was like, I'm a humanist and he brings up interesting things. Like he's like, you know, fuck colon. Like if all black was good, like, well, explain like Colin Powell, like fuck that dude. Um, (laughs) I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah. So uh, they would squash the beef though and work it out. Uh, I, I haven't heard X clans music, although their albums got good reviews. I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. Uh, They would squash the beef. Karis one would appear on their album in 2007 Uh, return to Mecca. So it's not like a big, right, right. Uh, poisonous, uh, poisonous products. Uh, dig that one a lot as well. Uh, how do you feel about rough, rough? 
Uh, lukewarm. Lukewarm. Don't, I, don't don't hate it. Don't hate it though. I think uh, Freddie Freddie Fox is on a few tracks, and he. That's right. Yeah, he brings it. I've never heard him before this. Yeah, neither have I. But uh, he holds up his end of the bargain. So good, uh, good on you, Freddie Fox. So I was mentioning a little bit with uh, necessary. Mm-hmm. The closing track here is uh, the real holy place. Oh it yeah, fucking nails exactly what I was trying to create a picture of where it's it's like poetry he's preaching he's talking endlessly about a thing but all Met- the metaphysics dog all the sounds around him are legit creepy it's like all it's just a disturbing song mm-hmm. and you, you think like you kind of get a uh, an idea for what's happening and then all these weird other samples start coming out of nowhere and it's, it's a it's a i think it's a very strong end i will i will say um sometimes metaphysics stuff especially by people who aren't like i don't want to use the term expert because i feel like that's giving them too much credit yeah it is it's for Um, sure but people who don't specialize in it could come across as like i'll call it like pothead theory where you're just like hey man oh yeah what if there's multiple unary what if there is no simulation and and yeah real holy place he's just like hey i this i this study all religions that's that's it that's it uh and uh in terms of the the only non-reggae song on here that i actually don't like at all is uh who are the pimps that's oh no Never mind. I like. The, I think That's it has okay. some. Yeah, some odd horn samples that I think are interesting, but it's not really pleasant in any way. Uh, Prince Paul, not not his brightest moment. No. on how not to get jerked. Uh wait, 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 wait. Which? I'll play it. It's after the title track. And all oh, right. Yeah, I mean that baseline's dope, but it just kind of falls apart a little bit. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I think uh, I overlooked the, the weakness of this one because of how much I hate word pips. Mm, yeah, it's like sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, not, not, the, not the best, but not the worst. Um, For Prince Paul, <laughs> diehards only. Mm. Uh, so, ultimately, uh, did not think it was perfect. But in terms of consistency, unmatched in this discography for me personally. Mm-hmm. All the silliness is gone, mm-hmm. by the way, which is like, it was such a revelation to me. Yeah. Just no more silliness. I can't believe they finally stopped this. I can't believe it. I was so excited for that. Yep. Uh, there's only one and a half reggae songs, mm-hmm. which is not that bad given the circumstances. You know, what's funny is uh, I was like, man, I wish like KRS one. I was like, he's probably like put out an album this year, put out an album last year. Last year. Yeah. I was like, I wish he, so we could like continue it. Yeah. Because yeah, he would just drop the BDP and Mm -hmm. this go on as KRS one. I think he has way more bangers under the solo. Really? Uh, Yeah. Like step into a world sound of the police or the two. Oh, that. I didn't know that was him. That's the sound of the police. I did not know that was That's the sound of the beast. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's it's crazy that his rhyming just gets more and more technical as he Mm -hmm. goes on. Has a million solo albums we will probably never 
That sounds like a fucking task, dude. Yes. You do it one by one Patreon episodes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, still, I think I, I might actually go back to this one. I do. I do enjoy it. Not the other ones, though. Uh, I, 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 it's not for me. I'm going to so, build, build out a nice little playlist. Probably won't listen to these albums front to back. Yeah, the, it's, you're definitely uh, right about the greatest hits type thing. I don't know though. I still like this as an album, except really? that fucking first track is so bad, like <laughs> baffling to put that the very beginning. But whatever, we've talked enough. So, uh, what happens after this? He you, you he goes solo. Is there any particular reason? Uh, not that I know of. Um, but yeah, he just decided to drop it, and uh, you know he would continue working with dope producers like uh, DJ premier uh, kid Capri, who was mm-hmm. on a earlier track that we didn't talk about would continue working with people like f- fucking REM Busta rhymes, <laughs> a good friend, Busta rhymes. Busta rhymes. Uh, yeah. And this managed to kind of, he kind of, I feel like he fell off a little bit. In like two thousand, like after two thousand twelve, mm-hmm. I feel like conscious hip hop kind of just fell out of favor. They right. didn't really figure out a way to move on with the times. Right, it's very, we're very unconscious as a people right now. I don't it, think we we were ready for that more consciously. Also, it's very like boom bap stuff. I feel like hip hop for me now. I need. I need like crazy beats. I need like, you know, like your LPs, uh, your flying lotuses, mm. like maybe I'm just a snob. Maybe I'm just a snob. or I just need something raunchy like Rico nasty. So that's where <laughs> I'm at. I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know everyone, everyone else how, you know, I don't know if there's still people who like get off on like the, yeah, you know, like the immortal techniques or, KRS one. I really did a fucking lot in terms of a <clears throat> really trying to give immortal. I mean, that was a long way of saying this. I tried to give immortal technique a fair shot. Mm-hmm. I tried my fucking hardest, and I love like three songs, and the rest yeah. I'm like I'm done. I can't. I can't fucking do this, dude. When I yeah, high school, I was like all about like the you know, the smart rappers. Uh, uh. So, but you know, like I, this kind of, I don't know if outgrew is the best term, but like, mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing for me, it was musically that he didn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. It's not like that really. I didn't have anything against what he was saying or anything. Uh, musically. I don't think he's got that much to offer. The, the, like we're going on a little bit of a side note here. I feel like the, the big thing with immortal technique was like, he had like a twist he Dude, like yeah. people people love they love to get twisted uh, yeah they love twist. it they oh. love to get shamalon dude so he did that and then uh atmosphere started doing that later on i do like that atmosphere song though where but yesterday you, is that the one where you think where you think yeah yeah yeah. you think he's talking about a girl but he's talking about i saw you yesterday he's talking about his dad it's a great song but like so I love that song. I fucking know all the words of that song. Mm-hmm. But like every on that album, when life gives you lemons, uh, you paint that shit gold. 
It's like every song does that on that mm. album. And I know a friend of ours, every time he, we, anytime anybody brings up atmosphere, he brings up that album, how much he fucking hates how every song has a twist. <laughs> and I was like, I can't argue with you. You're completely correct. It's awful. It's stupid. Like, I like that album, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> I, I hate that album. <laughs> oh man. It's, it's not a bad album, but I think it's not as one of his best. Uh, speaking of atmosphere, the motherfuckers came up with another album like three days ago. Goddamn, too many albums. Four days ago or something like that. Rappers are old. They are. They are old now. But whatever. Let's uh, let's recap. What you got? Okay, so nice, clean, easy. Best personal favorite ghetto music: the blueprint of hip hop. Uh, Nice middle ground of BDPs. Uh, Career: the safest choice I could have made. Worst, least favorite. Not even a bad album, but I just don't think. I'll say. I, I don't even think it's just not a sh- terribly strong discography. So it's a uh, worst least favorite, but not a, a strong endorsement. Sex and violence. You're saying, yeah, yeah. Sex and violence. Uh, so for me, criminal minded worst classic. I say, it's <laughs> not true. I'm sorry, but also I think it's awful. I fucking can't stand it. Very, very archaic, very uh, dated, uh, silly, bad production. And, uh, I'm going to stop shitting on it now. Yeah. Sex and violence, personal favorite and best. I think it's the most consistent. It's fucking rad, dude. So is down with the king from NDMC, dude. Fight me. <laughs> Any golden era hip hop we do, Mike's going to hate the debut album <laughs> and he's going to love their 90s. Like, <laughs> I can still do, I can still do this album. There's no. There's, I don't know why. <laughs> so when we do like the Slick Rick episode, you already know what's going to happen. Dude, I, I fucking. I, this is what happens when I don't know shit about the genre. I'm like. I think it's. I don't like this. I, I think it's funny, and uh, I think it's like good perspective to have because it's it's hard for me to like separate the history and right. and a lot of other people. It's 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 it really is a thing. So it's it's interesting to hear someone who's like I have no knowledge of it. I don't know who the fuck MC Shan is, but this just how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening and watching. If you want to support us, help us out, please subscribe on youtube.com slash every album ever. As well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, five-star rating, leave a review, tell your friends, all the stuff that will help us, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex at Mother Puncture. And as usual, there will be a Spotify playlist on Boogie Down Productions. There should be a link in the description of wherever you're listening or watching. Got plays associated with most damn near all episodes. You can find them all at everyalbumever.com. Go ahead and follow Alex on Spotify directly. Uh, and now you can you can uh, join us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash everyalbumever if you want to get some bonus episodes, some very slur-filled episodes because I'm not going to hold back. Uh, as well as, you know, get early. Like, I don't know what the fuck. I forgot what I put there. You get stuff. You, there's more things there. It's nice. Don't do it. You don't have to do it, but we are hungry. If you'd like to do it, we're not going to say no. Uh, but now that we're done with all that, the P- no one's going to buy me a PS5, people. <laughs> Unless you want to buy me a No, P- God damn it. Don't got- I'm hungry, dude. I need to eat any food. Mike's hungry. I need a PS5. That's how it goes, dude. That's literally our situation. Uh, but I give you last song. Yes. Please take it off my hands. You'll be very happy to know I did not have a last song. I was just going to wing it and just getting a taste of Duck Down. Let's do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. So thanks so much. Ah, Thank you so much for listening and watching, everybody. See ya.
You see a one for the trouble, two for the time. Oh, come on, y'all, let's rock that. Oh.